welcome folks to another episode of Who's Ghost Stories. As you can tell, we are in our new home. This new set, new studio, much quieter. Dogs won't be up here. Cat might sneak up here, can't help that. He's a little, he's a skinnier guy, he can fit through crevices. But, it'll be quieter. We finally got our own little home up here. So we're happy, we're excited. Um, I do want to start this episode off on a somber note. A little moment of silence and rest in peace for our dear friend, the Choco Taco. As of recording, Klondike has announced they are discontinuing the Choco Taco. What? Yep. Yeah. It's even sadder because last weekend after golf, we stopped at a gas station in Ohio and I got a Choco Taco, not realizing it could possibly be my last Choco Taco. Yep. I'm going to cry. <laughs> R.I.P. to the Choco Taco. Maybe in two years we'll have a ghost story about a haunted Choco Taco. Because I did see on eBay, they're already going for $150 to $500. Nice. So if you want one of those last Choco Tacos, you can get one on eBay. But, so, a little sadness there with the Choco Taco. And it's even funnier because we're going on a back-to-school stretch here of haunts at local colleges. And these college students will never get a Choco Taco. They haven't already, either. There won't be any of those late night parties waking up in the morning, rolling over, grabbing a Choco Taco out of the freezer, and chowing down in shame. It wasn't really shame, chowing down. No, the chowing down part wasn't shame. The rest of the night was. It was the fact that you were sleeping within an arm's reach of a freezer. That that was the shame part. And you weren't even in the kitchen. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, we are starting our back-to-school stretch here, because as of recording, is it still the end of July, or are we in the beginning of August? It's finally? the end of July. End of July, technically. We, what is it? July, it is July 30th. 30th. So we have a couple days left in July, so students can be going back to school soon, so we figured, why not let them know some of the haunts they're going to be encountering. Uh, quick shout-out for our sponsors. We've got our crystal sponsor, Spirit Magica. Link in the description. Use coupon code Who's R11? Get yourself some nice crystals, especially if you're going to a new college. You can use them to bless the place, cleanse the place. You don't want any heebie-jeebies from the last tenant. He used to move stuff in and out of college apartments, so he's seen some stuff. Get some crystals. You can clean that right up. And as we've seen, all of the universities and colleges in the area have some kind of ghost there. So get yourself some protection. Exactly. And then we've got a new sponsor. Pet Creations Art, I'll throw up some images of their work, including a little product they did for me for our animals, but they'll make cartoon images out of any of your pets, any people as well, and they do do any pets. They do have a picture of a tarantula, but what's funny about that one, I'll throw it up, you'll see, is it's with a cricket, so they drew the cricket and tarantula as friends when that, that cricket's at dinner, so they will draw whatever you send them. I'd have to get sidewalk commissioned. They do it. RIP. They do it. So in the link in the description for them as well, we don't have a coupon code for them, but if it's your first time there, uh, you can get 20% off with code WELCOME20 and give them your email and they'll send you other sales. So a couple sponsors, hit them up. They'll help us out. They'll help you out with some great gifts. And then finally... I don't know why I waited this long for introductions. Choco Taco just derailed everything. <laughs> yes, um, it did. <laughs> feelings, emotions all over the place. 
I am Andrew Huzar of Huzar Reiki Readings, Medium and Reiki Master. We've got research expert Sean and paranormal enthusiast slash cryptid expert Professor Alex Wheaton. And this is going to be a special stretch for Alex because he has actually taught at two of the colleges that we're talking about. Yes, and I have connections to uh, pretty much all of them. Yeah, actually, <laughs> the only one that's a little bit of a stretch is uh, Grove City. We'll talk about that when we get there. And he's currently teaching at the newest community college here in, uh, actually, in the United States. It is the newest one, uh, Erie County Community College. It's too new. We don't have an official uh, final building yet, so you know it, we don't have any haunt stories yet. But yes. you know, give it time. Give it time. There'll, there'll be some. Next year, if there's still a different building, we'll just do a story on each building. There One of them got to be haunted. As we've seen in a lot of our things that we've done, there's a lot of just random buildings in Erie that had a lot of shady activity. So one of your spots probably has a ghost. Oh, yeah. No, I, I could guarantee you that. I'm pretty sure one already does, and I know of it. <laughs> but we'll, we'll keep that on the DL in case we do decide to do that. So today, we are starting with my wife's alma mater. Edinburgh University here, just outside of Erie. Sean, why don't you take us away? Will do. Pennsylvania Western University, Edinburgh, is located in Edinburgh, PA, a borough of Erie County. It was founded in 1857 as Edinburgh Academy and earned university status in 1983. The university offers 150 degree programs and 57 minors. The main campus has 42 buildings across 585 acres. Of those buildings, there are six in its history that have had stories of paranormal activity. The Diebold Center for the Performing Arts, Lawrence Towers, Loveland Hall, Reeder Hall, Rose Hall, and Schaefer Hall. Diebold Center for Performing Arts was built in 1906. Over the years, the building was home to the gymnasium and the student union. It was at one time used for stage productions and programs. A former drama professor is said to haunt this building. Dr. Dorothy Clifford tragically passed away at her home. The body was found badly decomposed days after her death. A hideous cat was said to appear shortly after Dr. Clifford's death. The students would name the cat D after the professor's nickname. Along with the appearance of D, phantom footsteps could be heard on the stage. Electrical anomalies causing audio issues and a phantom face floating through the audience during performances could be seen. The cast decided to lay a cross on the control board in a program on a reserved seat for Dr. Clifford, causing the hauntings to cease. The building is now a classroom and conference facility, but is said to still have a dark presence. Lawrence Towers is a set of twin dormitory towers that were erected in 1974. In the 70s, a female music major hung herself in room 517 of Tower A. It was said for years you could feel presence in the halls or hear soft singing at night. The elevator ended up breaking and would never be fixed. The elevator would often stop on the fifth floor for no apparent reason. In 2008, there was an occurrence where students on the fifth floor had oily crosses appear on the door and the walls inside of their rooms. There was a wooded area between the two towers that had a large amount of paranormal activity. Students reported while walking through at night, electronics would be drained, floating lights could be seen, and disembodied voices were heard. 
the towers would be torn down to make room for the new residence hall, the Highlands. There are still reports of unexplained noises on the fourth floor of Highlands Building 2. Reader Hall was built as a dorm and was used as one until it was closed in 1972. It would sit vacant until 1986, where it would be used as an administration building. In the 14 years that it was boarded up, it is claimed that a coven of witches would use the basement for seances and rituals. In 1977, a student would break into the former dorm and find a chalk pentagram on the basement floor and burnt candles. Students walking by the building would see floating candles in the windows, and a student was thrown from a third floor window. To date, the building is said to have cold spots, most of which being in the basement, and electrical anomalies in the building. Loveland Hall was built in 1931 and became a showcase for fine arts in 1965. It is said that a man can be seen in reflections while in the stairwell in the gallery. Objects move around and there are disembodied voices, footsteps, and music can be heard. Rose Hall was opened in 1966 as a dorm. In 1982, a male RA sealed himself in his room and lit a gas grill until he passed away. RAs and students that have resided in the room have reported hearing strange noises and having their possessions moved around or thrown since his passing. Schaefer Hall was built in 1968 as a male dorm. It is said that at night, someone could be heard running down the hallway, but when people would peek their heads out into the hall, nobody would be there. This building was demolished in 2007. Though some of these buildings have come and gone, the overall presence of unexplained phenomena occurs at this university in this small town. Bringing forth the question, did these tragedies that occurred here cause the activity, or did something darker cause these tragedies? We may never know, but what we do know is that there is something strange happening at Edinburgh University. Um, I love all these stories. They're all very interesting, but I want to start with Lawrence Towers. Mm-hmm. Oily crosses? Yeah. Just appearing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So weird. So one of the things that they also said about Lawrence Towers is around the time, I believe this was also in the 70s, but around the time that all of the phenomena was happening in the wooded area, basically there was there was a rapist on the campus that was attacking women that were passing through late at night. Mm-hmm. So it's thought that all of that, you know, pain and anguish ended up tearing open a portal. And that's when all of that paranormal activity started. They also said that when you're walking in those woods at night, sometime you would be like pulled into what seemed like just a dark void and you wouldn't be able to see anything but darkness around you. So really makes me wonder with those towers, what was going on there? Yeah, definitely something. Um, the crosses, like... Was it just like crosses like drawn out of oil or was it like physical like crosses like dripping with oil that would appear? Uh, just oil crosses. Yeah. Drawn. So bizarre. And it wasn't just on the doors. It, it was, was walls inside yeah. of the Which makes it the even worse. Yeah. And 
I, I don't know if I'll get the response before uh, we wrap up this episode, but I do know uh, when my brother went to Edinburgh, it was, you know, pre-2007, so some of these buildings were there, and I know he lived in, I think, one of them. They all sound familiar, and I'm like, which one did he live in? So I text him, so if I find out, that'll that'll be uh, stated, but yeah. Um, Definitely, but it's Lawrence Towers. He's getting a phone call and getting put on speakerphone. <laughs> Um, Larry, real question for you. Did you encounter these or was it just you running around at night with oil? If I feel like, uh, Schaefer Hall, it sounds like that was where he, uh, lived because that name sounds the most familiar. But, um, what's interesting is Lawrence Towers is now the Highlands building. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, Jocelyn, when she was at Edinburgh, Highlands three, nice. but she lived in Highlands. So, um, that, that might be a question to ask her because I know she wasn't always in three. They moved from another one. So I think she was in two before. So it'll be a thing to ask. But um, yeah, Edinburgh, Edinburgh has this weird history. But at the same time, and it's something to be said, specifically the, uh, yeah, Reader Hall, the whole, uh, it was claimed to be a uh, for a coven of witches. It, it makes perfect sense for that area. Um, Edinburgh is in the rural part of the county, and so um, not saying one way or another what what is and what isn't, but uh, a good number of rural communities tend to be tight knit and believe more. Uh, in the sensationalized, like it's witches, especially when you consider the time. This was right, yeah, nineteen seventies. Yeah, <laughs> between the seventies and the eighties, this is the time where you know Dungeons and Dragons is evil people summoning evil beings and using dark magic, and it's like this was in the height of that kind of sensationalized yeah, this fear. Is Richard Ramirez time, like yeah. So as far as Reader Hall is concerned, I don't want to like. There is no guidance because we have so many buildings to talk about here. Yeah. Um, but with Reader Hall, while the, the candles and stuff, that's creepy. I don't necessarily think it's a coven of witches. Uh, just simply also knowing the area and uh, knowing some people who have lived out there for a while, I'm less apt to believe the witches part of it, but there's definitely something to it. Yeah, and I know Edinburgh and even the Waterford area um, they both right now have big spiritualist communities out mm -hmm. in those parts. Like um, the Spiritualist Universal Church, I think, is out actually near Waterford or in Waterford. Um, and back in the 70s, like you said, everything was so heightened that simple spiritualism was seen as pagan and right. demonic. Um, well, and there's also, you know, the elephant in the room. These are teenagers. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know. Teenagers do dumb things. It could have been a prank. Everybody knows that when they were a teenager at some point, you screwed around with a Ouija board. <laughs> like, these are teenagers. So it's not necessarily something evil, but it also could have been, seeing all of the activity that was there. So it's hard to say, but uh, at the end of the day, with all of these stories, we kind of have to remember these are teenagers and there's some level of, you know, pranking or doing dumb things just just because you're bored yeah i was and 
that was going to be my other thing specifically about the uh, the chalk pentagram and candles. Like, it sounds really bad, but anyone that knows anything about any kind of spiritualism or mysticism or anything like that, pentagram is not an inherently evil symbol. It's not. It's you just have to figure out if it's upside down. Or yeah, not. it's it's a symbol of protection in a lot of cases. So it's like the fact that it's a chalk pentagram and candles, it seems very much like the, uh, the, you know, teens playing tricks on each other. And the other thing to remember is that even though, Ed, even though it's a university and it's out in the rural County, it's not like it's a very private thing where no one can go on it. Like people walk on the campus. that yeah, don't no... go to school. There's no fences. Like, it's, yeah. it's open. You can I'll go for a drive right now. A former student of mine literally lives right by the school, and their their partner runs, is, is like a marathon runner, and practices running around the campus. It's like, yeah, there's nothing that stops anyone. So the reality is, with, with that, it could be anyone in the town. And going back to what Sean was saying about uh, the, at the time, the... the the rapist and like there wasn't special security or anything to make sure people no. didn't go on campus. Anyone could walk onto campus and wouldn't be in trouble unless they were trying to break into a building or, you know, there's police and safety saw someone and was like, Hey, what's going on? Like it. And to an extent, it's still like that. Oh yeah. You don't have to have student ID to get on the campus. No. You can walk through the whole campus if you want. Like, there's even some buildings you yeah. can walk into. So. Exactly. So the, 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 it leads, or it, it leaves it open that um, a lot of things, and I wonder uh, to a point outside of some specifically like our named ghost, uh, Dorothy, Doctor Dorothy Clifford, and like specifically like RAs or students, but all the other hauntings and people, there, there's not mention of if they were a student or not. Right. One thing I want to say for any current students, recent students, or anyone that's touring the campus, um, we keep saying rural. Um, it, before, like 20 years ago, it was even more rural than it is now because there weren't all the subdivisions out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're driving out Edinburgh Road now, even coming in from the south, there's a lot of like subdivisions and um, condos and stuff on the path, restaurants. Those weren't there even 20 years ago. Yeah, Main Street was the diner, a couple shops, and a gas station. <laughs> yeah, and so when we're talking about the 70s, like that's even before all the extra student housing is there. So it was, yeah, it's, yeah, if you're a current student or you're go, planning on going there soon, uh, it, when we say rural, it imagine that way more rural than this. Right. Because we're talking about the past. And, yeah, yeah. We're, we're currently there's a Walmart within a mile, but <laughs> yeah, but then it was all farmland yeah. surrounding it. So, so yeah. So if you're there and you're hearing these, make sure you're taking yourself a little back in time that it was just a literal just blank slate out there for for most of its history, which makes it even more terrifying with the rapists and stuff that it was a literal horror movie. It was. It was uh, almost the village out there. <laughs> you know what's kind of interesting, though? Especially with Edinburgh here, the fact that almost all of this activity happened specifically in the 70s. Yeah. 
like I I didn't dig too much because it that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about Dr. Clifford's death. So I don't know specifically when that occurred, but I know it was fairly recent. It wasn't in the 70s, if I remember right. Um, but isn't it kind of interesting that all of this activity started in roughly the 70s? And in so all their like if, original buildings. If there mm-hmm. was potentially a coven of witches there, did they conjure something? Did they cause all of this activity? Did they, were they partially to cause for these deaths that occurred? I mean, to dive down that one just a little bit more, didn't necessarily happen in the 70s. What I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, is it possible that this happened before the 70s, but Possibly. someone did something at school at the time and just kind of opened up because you mentioned uh, how students felt like walking in between the buildings in that wooded area. It was almost like a, a, a void. Yep. So what if specifically like that, the brutal raping is what opened up that from something that happened years and years and years ago that we don't have right record of. Cause, and so that's the other thing is I wonder specifically about the history of uh, the town itself. Like what was there beforehand? What was established? That kind of thing. I was going to say recorded history, not much. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking wooded area. Now that would be very interesting to find out, like even just the history of the college's property. Like, cause, um, you know, we saw with uh, Alex's new favorite golf course, it has quite the history of the land itself, of things that happened there. Um, and even the other places, the Eagle Hotel, like the land itself has seen so much history before the structure we talk about is actually there. And we're, we're talking a building that was originally built in 1857. Yeah, yeah. Like, I say we, we've talked about it before in different episodes, not just not just that golf course. If you haven't seen that one, especially, I recommend watching that one. But especially the Edinburgh area in the early 1800s, you know. Yeah, there, there's so much potential history that we don't know. Yeah, and it stinks that we won't know that. And I mean, there could be nothing out there, but at the same time, there could be anything that could be attracted there, opened up there. Um, you know, tying the witches before the seventies, there could have always just been a coven of witches in that area yeah. that historically just practiced there. And this group messed something up. And that's why I said, like, it, yeah. um, so it, it wouldn't be a who's ghost stories. If I didn't, uh, come at this whole thing as a skeptic, um, obviously in case you can't tell, I, I very much believe that there's possibilities. Um, but I have to bring the healthy dose of, skepticism to keep us rooted in reality and uh whatnot so i'll be honest the dr dorothy clifford and the keeping the seat i got nothing on that <laughs> i got no logical uh as someone who did theater i can tell you that most superstitious people in the world <laughs> yes we are extremely superstitious but um as someone who's been on stage with the lights and looked out at the audience it's hard to like see 
a face moving around in the audience. So if actors could see that, that that is uh, something to be concerned about. So I would just say, like, I got no, like, rooted fact on, oh, yeah, that one could be, I got nothing on that one. But the other ones, um, I just go back to, it was the 1970s. Um, the 70s and 80s in America, let's be honest, pretty much it's always been, um, but there's always a scare out there. Yeah. There's always a big bad boogeyman in the night um, in American culture. Uh, sometimes it's drugs. Sometimes it's uh, witches and demonic things. I mean, heck, when Pokemon came out in 96 in America, it's the devil's thing. Like, no, not at all. But so there's always some kind of sensationalism and the fact that so many of these stories come from that time makes me think it's, it's one of those, you know, you hear about it on the news and you're like, Oh, and it's almost like a game of telephone where you say something and it just becomes its own thing. Yeah. Uh, as far as the rational side, I see a good number of that. Um, as far as like footsteps in the hallway, that one, I can be like, someone's just playing a prank, but uh, any of the ones where someone died, I, I got nothing on that. That is a, uh, I, I could say, you know, uh, undiagnosed mental health issues at the time, because you know, we didn't, we still don't talk about it, but we talk about it more now, but the connections to the stories that were there before those happened, I got, yeah. I got nothing on that. So, that, that's my healthy dose of uh, skepticism. Uh, I, I, I'll continue to say I, I believe that a good number of these are definitely true. And I'd be interested, since some of these buildings are no longer there, I'd be interested to know, you know, what's gone on around there. Like, we know Lawrence Towers is Highlands. Well, what about the other ones? Yeah. Um, I know some of them were also turned into Highlands. Like the <laughs> yeah. I know we posited it. What do you think it, it really is? Do you think that these tragic deaths caused the activity? Or do you think there was something there that potentially caused these tragic deaths? I think it is a little mix of both. Because like attracts like. So if you get one tragic event and that's in people's mind, it's only going to attract more negativity and more dark entities to the place. Um, so all it would really take is one really bad event that would stay in the area and then have people talking and more would move in. And then that would affect everyone else that's there. So then you get the additional tragic deaths. You get people that, you know, if they get touched by one of these dark entities, they can act differently. They can act dumbly, like lighting a gas grill in your dorm room. Um, do things that are out of the ordinary, just they wouldn't do, and then you've got another tragic death and another dark stain, and it just keeps adding up and adding up. So I think it would be a little mix of both triggered by one dark, like super dark thing like the rapist, or if there was even something before that, and then it just keeps attracting itself there. And uh, very much same kind of idea, and I've kind of hinted at that before, um, but yeah, the, the entire almost self-fulfilling prophecy type of thing where one thing happens, it leads to another, leads to another. It's what it feels like. It's very much a chicken in the egg. It's hard to say, which came, you first. know, which came first. Did 
something happened to make someone feel this way? Or was that person, you know, the, the spark that, that started it all? Yeah. And, and we'll never know. Um, you know, there's people that will say that, oh, none of this is real. Well, maybe, but there's also the potential we have seen things that we can't explain. Mm-hmm. So who's to say that something didn't influence these people in a negative way? And this wasn't rational thought or normal for them. Yeah. No. And like you said, without knowing the history, there could have been Native American tribes and bands out in that area. And there could have even been some crazy cryptids that they were messing around with, like a Wendigo or something. Mm-hmm. And you get the events like that or creatures like that that could also stay in the area or leave its own little mark and enough piles in and eventually you get that, that void that you can walk into. Um, all right. So Alex, if we were to head to the campus, what's one or a few things that like you would really want to check out? And what would be the one place you would like to check out the most? Personally, I, I would really like to, uh, center. It's the theater kid in me. It's the, I know that it's still there. It's the, like, I've been to that building before without this kind of knowledge. And so it's like, I'd like to go there with this kind of information in mind and look around and like, I want to feel the area with, with what I know now. Um, Otherwise, realistically, I'd like to just, you know, kind of walk around, just see what I feel and, I know there's no way that we get access to uh, the Highland Towers or anything like that. Right, yeah. Because they're dorms. Dorms are not yeah. open access. Which so. is the downside about a lot of these. It's, you know, it's it's pipe dream. Because whereas in the 70s, you could have just walked into any one of these buildings. That, that's not the way it is on college campuses anymore. You can't just walk into dorms. Um, I, if, if we could time travel... I would love to go oh. back into the Lawrence Towers. Yes. Um, I've been on this campus so many times uh, during the day and at night. So I I can't say that I have ever presently thought about anything negative or had any feeling there. Um, the general feeling I've ever had at Edinburgh is it's a long drive home. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's where my mindset usually is. But I wouldn't be surprised as the official orb boys that that we wouldn't see some kind of orb activity. Definitely. I think for me, um, I would most want to check out just like the woods immediately surrounding the area. Mm -hmm. And especially where like anything occurred to see what the energy is like out there. Because we've encountered woods where there are completely different vibes and trees that have different energies so it'd be really interesting to see i like it what's um what's being felt out there versus on campus um it would be really interesting to see if it's almost like the the almost house where there's like a curtain Mm -hmm. of energy difference um and to see if we experience anything that like felt like we were like walking into a void just a bubble of energy that was completely separate and different from the rest of the surrounding woods. And I'm, I'm thinking a lot of it would be different pockets of energy. Mm-hmm. Like we said, a lot of these have been consolidated into specific areas, but not all of them are in the same part of the campus. Yeah. 
So I so I have a question in your research, Sean. Was there anything about Lake Edinburgh? There wasn't. There was no mention about Lake Edinburgh in regards to the college okay. or university. What you thinking? What's your theory? I, I don't have a theory. I just... A lot of our stuff usually does surround around water. Yeah, and found. and there is a natural body of water that's... Well, is it natural? I think it is. I think it's natural. I don't think that was a man-made lake. Yeah. But I, I know that it's small and localized. And as we've seen too many times in our own... Uh, research in our own travels. Like, water tends to play a big part. So I wonder, does Lake Edinburgh have anything positive or negative with with any of these? So, Like we said, this was Indian land. We all know how, <laughs> how sacred Native Americans yeah. hold bodies of water. So if there was anything um, Native American related, like we said, could be connected to the water. And that was just simply why I was thinking that. That was just a, on my mind. I was like, did any of these stories have anything to do with like, like Edinburgh, like a student maybe walking out into it and drowning or like someone waking up on the shore? Like, I just wondered if anything was connected to like, but if you didn't see anything, that's like I said, just me having a random thought <laughs> that I wanted to make sure I asked during this episode. No, and it's kind of interesting that there isn't because that would be an easy catch all or explanation for any of like, any unexplained ghosts is because the lake is maybe at the furthest a mile away from the campus. Yeah, it's within a walk. Do either of you know if Lake Edinburgh is known as the bottomless lake? No, not that I, I'm aware I, of. I've been told that we should check out the bottomless lake in the area because a lot of weird stuff happens there. <laughs> but I've never heard of the bottomless lake, so I don't know if that was Lake Edinburgh or not. Somewhere out in, out in the county here. Yeah. But it's that would been cool. Waterford. It, I don't know. It would have been cool if that was connected. <laughs> um, but absolutely fascinating. And like, it's so crazy. Like looking at the timelines of everything, it, it looks almost like a Marvel cinem cinematic universe movie map. Like just like every like couple years, there's just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then at one point it's just like silence. Nothing. Yeah. And and I don't know how much of that is these are just like the keystone events or this is the only events. Like it could be a, something that happens in cycles anytime. And we know this, that that campus, like most campuses, are constantly changing. And when you make changes to a campus, you're literally digging up spirits like you're you're shuffling things around. And the more you shuffle things around, the more you disturb everything that's in the area. So, I don't know. It, it could be also said that people moving in and out of campuses all the time, is that something that stirs up spirits? Is that why there's so many of these that are hot spots? Just all the foot traffic alone, constantly in change. It'd be, there'd be no way to find out unless we got a specifically like chatty ghost. But building off that, it'd be very interesting to see if, like, any spirits that are here were brought in from an outside student and then just were like, I'm just going to call this place home. Right. You know, we got lights flickering in half the buildings. If they are spirits, how many of them started here versus how many just 
game always, with someone else. You know, they're they're an exchange student. You know, dropped yeah. off a spirit, took one with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but absolutely fascinating. I love it. Um, Alex, do you have any final thoughts on Edinburgh University and their phenomenal wrestling team? I wasn't ready for that part. <laughs> um, final thoughts on Edinburgh. Um, anyone listening, uh, if you are an alum of Edinburgh or uh, live out in the Edinburgh area, uh, please let us know uh, what you what you know about these or what you thought. Um, it is kind of one of those cool things. Um, but other than that, I think Edinburgh has a rich enough history that it's, it's cool. And like I said, I, I wish that we knew more about the history of the area. That That's right. really where I'm at. Um, I love, I've been out there several times. Like my brother went there. I almost went there for my third degree <laughs> <laughs> or rather my fourth degree. Cause that was my, uh, third masters um hey you might have as many degrees as lebron has where it rings i'm the lebron of education <laughs> oh god um, that's a side note for a different conversation um but yeah and I've, I've spent a lot of time out there and i can definitely say uh one thing i didn't say throughout all this is that i have felt creepy kind of like feelings out there but then again i'm also a city boy so being out in uh like rural county area just makes me a little nervous in general so uh, i don't know how much of that is my regular nervousness versus, versus an outside presence yeah so the more i go out there the more comfortable i am so um i'd like to go at some point after i've been a little more desensitized to actually you know see and experience these things so uh that's just those are my final thoughts i they're more ramblings but that's that's me um, I would say the same. Uh, definitely for anybody listening, if you've ever felt anything at the campus, if you have a story, if you had a weird occurrence in your dorm, um, yeah, let us know. We're, we're genuinely interested to find out how people feel about this. Um, just like Alex, my sister went there. A lot of times I would be the one driving her back to campus. I had an ex-girlfriend that was there, so I spent a lot of time there. Um, but I I like the fact that this place has all of these stories, and other than the tragic side of them, um, it, it, it adds to something you wouldn't expect out of this small university in the middle of nowhere. And I just like that. No, and I think if you are especially like a freshman going there, like these are all fantastic ghost stories to get told. Oh yeah. You're not sleeping those first few weeks in any of these buildings. <laughs> and I think that's, what's kind of cool. Um, like Sean said, you know, tragic backstories, but like, it's almost like every building has their own unique ghost stories, which gives them their own like culture and history. So that is really cool. And they, if, they revolve around dorms. Yeah. Like, so it's, is it, is it something that actually happened or is this something fabricated? Right. <laughs> is it the freshman initiation to Edinburgh? Yeah. Because no matter where you go, there's always some kind of initiation thing, whether it's it's hazing or it's 
some kind of like just you know and when we talk about mercy or stuff i have some things to talk about with that one um regarding that but yeah it's you got a point there how much is you know just being in a new place right and they're all so cool as ghost stories too if you got told one of them, that's all you'd be talking about for like the first month that you're there. Anytime you hear footsteps, even if it's just someone above you, it's, <gasps> it's the that's, that's the that's the gas guy. That's the gas I guy. I am worried if there's someone above us. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, for us, your dad can roll up with a ladder anytime. <laughs> um, but I think final thoughts for me, like I think there's enough here that especially if people reach out to us. Um, and with it being so close, we could easily do a part two for this. So yeah. definitely do reach out. We'll throw it all in another part. We'll take a ride out to the yeah. area and go where we can go. Um, but I, I think it's all really cool and fascinating. We'll go catch up play there sometime. We'll go watch the wrestling team. Not, not the other sports teams. They don't matter out there. It's the wrestling team. That's our pride. Bruce Baumgartner, baby. Um, but yeah. Um, all really cool, fantastic, uh, easy to get to area. So I definitely could see us doing a part two mm -hmm. on this one here. And especially like if you guys have other stories, throw them our way. Um, you know, it's we're not opposed like, yeah. to part twos at all. We will have, at this point, it's going to be like six parts in the Buffalo Terminal. <laughs> uh, Chris, that used to work there and do tours there, reached out to us to answer some a lot of questions that we have. So we're going to be having at least a part two with the info that he gives us. Um, other parts for whenever we get there to visit. So definitely any of these colleges we're doing, any of these places, throw out your experiences, throw out what you got. And if we do 12 parts on Edinburgh, so be it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we, I would say that's the one thing is I think we can all agree on. Like Sean is our research expert, so he does a lot of the research. Um, but the reality is outside of the Mercer's one, which I, my mom's worked there for 26 years. I've grow I grew up there. So like, I can physically say I lived there. Like the rest of us, we, we haven't lived in a lot of these places. These are just like the local legends of that area. Like these are just the ones that made it online. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's the these are the most popular and most well known. So definitely, if you have some kind of uh, story or experience or information, you know, we're not going to be people that are like, oh, well, they're telling us wrong. No, like. Tell us. We, we are interested. The fact that we're talking about these Help and these podcasts, like, we <laughs> hey. like this. We, we, we like the conversation. Uh, obviously, we have the healthy skepticism, but, like, we want to know more. So if you know something, let us know. It's, yeah. it's interesting. The more we can bring to light, yeah, the better. Any ghost stories. If there's a headless horse been out there, that's, let us that's know. That's our jam. You got if a hellhound? <laughs> let us know. Got a headless boatman? <laughs> Well, got a headless boat. Heart there. Like, a headless boat does yeah. not have the bow. Like, just I don't know. That's what they got to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that does it for Edinburgh University. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe. Check out our sponsors and come back next time for some more ghouly ghost activity. Thanks, guys. Stay in the light.